Hey, it's your host, Rob Kohansky here at Look First Podcast. Thank you for listening and taking the time out of your day to be here with me. On this episode, we have Dave Melinda. He is a number one Amazon bestseller, growing on purpose, the formula to strengthen your team and improve your customer experience. We're going to talk about what it takes to strengthen your team, to grow on with a purpose. And we're going to hear uh, Dave's story on how he got here. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Rod Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Dave. How are you doing today? Excellent. How are you, sir? Awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to be on Local First Podcast and sharing your story and what you do. For sure. Enjoying it. Awesome. So before we get into the nitty gritty of what you do, yes. you know, kind of give the listeners kind of your background and you know, on how you got started sure. you know, writing a book and, and, sure. help, and helping businesses at all. Yeah, absolutely. So how far back do I go, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, we only got so much time know, here, right? you know, right? Yep, I was born in, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's funny because I started my own company in 91 and selling construction products and grew that to about $10 million in sales and had 22 people on my team. And it actually was interesting because right around 2008, when the, you know, for us, we were totally dependent on building permits and building starts. Building permits went down about 90%. And so what ended up happening at that time is we had 17 people on our team and we thought, do we quit? Do we close down? I mean, if you're Spicket, imagine your your company Spicket turning off 90%. I mean, that's a pretty big... That's tough. Right? So what we actually did was we came up with a concept that we thought if we can keep our customers in business, our builders, contractors, and so forth in business, they'll keep us in business. Yeah. So we started to train every week on everything we could possibly imagine. And it wasn't product related, but it was how to keep our companies in business. So we've done everything from QuickBooks training, memory training, LinkedIn training. I mean, we wow. every training we could imagine. And we got this group of people together and they started to show up and it started to actually make a difference. And in that recession period, we grew our sales by 47%. That's incredible. And so at the end of it, um, my partner and I were excited about it. And he said, hey, we can stop doing this training now. And I fell in love with the training piece. So I made the decision at that point, sell my interest in my company and start doing this full time. So that's a real... 30-second version of how that started. So, And what type of training are you, are you providing now? Uh, right now, we do a lot of sales training. We do coaching. We do business coaching, um, sales management. We just do a variety of business training. My uh, most of the people that I work with are fantastic at what they do. They're great at their craft or their trade. They struggle with something else about that business. I'm in that group. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, I loved, I love, this is what I like doing. Sure, sure. You know, so I, um, 
I love sitting here talking with people. I love sure. interviewing people. I love getting out there and, and, and growing and doing the business. Right. All the back end stuff is the stuff that 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 got gets in my way. Right. You know, so part of the part of it goes, I already have um, one assistant that does helps me out with the show notes and some other things. Sure. sure. And so it's uh, by the end of the year I want to grow that to five oh, to great. take care of all the, the back end stuff sure. that goes on. Yep, absolutely. And keep yep. me focused on, you know, uh, the the higher level vision of the business. Sure. Right. And you know, grow in that piece of it. And most people spend all their time working in the business and not on it. Right. And so, the, you know, I use the magic eight ball a lot. In uh, my see, trainings, yeah, I remember right? seeing that. Yep. And I'm like, so is this what you use to grow your business? Because we can kind of shake it and go, hey, am I going to grow in 2020? And I look and it says oh, prospect, not good. <laughs> you know, so it's like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, so that's really, we try and get people away from that piece and we, you know, get it into where that's why I called my book Growing on Purpose, because there's so many people that grow by mistake. So that's kind of how that all ties together. Where do you, where do you see this this going? I mean, what's your vision with, uh, you know, your business and helping other businesses? Yeah, interesting. Uh, my vision, my goal is if I meet with somebody, if I connect with somebody, if they are don't leave that conversation better than they started, it wasn't a success. I love that. And so that's my whole goal. And I'm not driven financially, so I give probably way more stuff away than I should. Um, you know, it, it's it, I just want to see that company succeed. And so when they walk out of a training or a, whatever, a boot camp, workshop, whatever, if they leave better, then that's a total success for me. That's awesome. And, you know, what is your big why when it comes to, you know, helping other businesses? I mean, for me, I know how it was growing and starting and not really having anywhere to turn to. I mean, it's scary to start a business. It's scary to run one. I mean, I started in 1991 with $0, literally not, an not a penny coming in of sales. And so we're like, we got to figure out how to make this work. So put together whatever limited plan we had and whatever we knew at that time. I just love helping people fast forward that. Why go through something someone else has already created and just hit the ground running? And what got you the idea of uh, writing a book? So the writing the book is really an expensive calling card. Uh, Wayne Breitbart, I love the guy, yeah. the LinkedIn expert. He said I, he writes a book, and I'm really jealous and envious of the guy. So I'm like, I want to write a book. He's like, it's an expensive calling card, you know. <laughs> it's like a 7 or $8 calling card. I'm like, I don't care. I want to do right. it, you know. So it was just really, um, it, it made sense. I do a lot of speaking nationally. I do a lot of speaking locally. And that all of a sudden there's these prerequisites that you need and writing a book just really was one of those but I also really enjoy again the education part and and I just had a guy yesterday emailed me last night he said I read your book and he said I was learned I learned a ton I mean there's something very fulfilling about that and so to me that's way better than the whatever dollar or 50 or whatever yeah. I get per book, you know? That, that's so cool. So, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I tell people, I tell my guests that on here and I tell everybody, it's like, this is my own personal university. Every time I get sit down with someone and listen to their story and what sure. they do and yep. how they do it and why they do it, right. I learn so much. Right. 
And, you know, that's part of why I have this show is to have the listeners, you know, feel that way as well. Sure. You know, each, each episode is something new to learn and yep. hear that story yep, from absolutely. someone locally right. that's out there doing it. Right. Yeah. And it used to be, we'd have to go to the library to rent CDs, you know, or we, there was very limited opportunities to educate yourself. So now podcasting it's, is it's a fantastic It's endless. Way. And I remember going back, if you said going to the library yep. and having to do papers in college, Oh my goodness! I mean, sitting in a library for hours and hours yep. just to find the information yep. that you wanted to yep. study or write about. And remember, the book you needed, someone else had, and so there you're stuck. I mean, nice. so there was just so much that that were roadblocks for us. So now it's just way easier. It's, it's, so, it's your fingertips. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Anything so. that you want out there, you can go out there and learn and find a mentor to help you out with that. Absolutely. Very cool. So, yeah. I mean, who is this? Who's the book for? I mean, who is it written for? Yeah, it's primary for. It's a business book. It's it talks about there's there's a lot of research out about how to improve your customers' experience, and then there's also a lot of research out there about how to strengthen your team. I brought those two pieces of research together because it's it's you know it's proven that we need to have a solid team in order to provide a solid experience for the customer. And what type of you know you talk about the team and being able to you know getting that team to work together and understanding right. how sure. much that customer is worth. Right. And also, you know, when I worked in corporate, it was like we had internal customers as well. Yes, correct. And Absolutely. helping them understand that was right. too. You know, what are some of the key points that, you know, people should know about? Well, oddly enough, Robert, one in three people that show up to work every day are engaged in their job. I believe that. Nationally, that's the statistic. So that means two out of three people, I, I think of a rowboat, you know, and I think that there's one out of three, if there's three people on the boat, there's only one person that's rowing. The other two are just kind of sitting there doing as little as possible, saying it's not my job, ditching any extra opportunities. So, you know, my focus in, in part of the book is how do you strengthen that team? How do we teach the rest of that team how to row? Because they really, if, it, you know, you're there anyway, why make it so painful? You Do know? you believe some of that's part of the culture of the business and upper management? Oh, absolutely. In the 70s, like when my dad was in, you know, there was a corner office and the boss was there and you didn't bother him. I mean, think of how much that's changed in today's society. But yeah, we're still coming off of the residue of that and trying to create a brand new you know, I, I just talked to somebody that they have sleep pods in their office. Wow. They encourage 20-minute sleep pods whenever you need them. Now, they found out that if you do 20 minutes, it's ideal. If you do 45 minutes, you get into REM sleep. Sure. And then all of a sudden, it's it's the, it's a detriment. So, I mean, the amount of information that's out there on how to strengthen your team is is amazing. Naps. Yep. So I there you go. That goes right back to kindergarten. <laughs> exactly, right? Little, <laughs> your own, your full own, circle. Yep, yeah, exactly. Your own pad and everything. So, But, yeah, that's, you know, there's just so much out there right now. And how to strengthen your team because um, the studies show that now the average uh, person's going to change jobs 15 times in their career. I, I believe that. It's, so, it's not, the, not the days where you go to a job and you work yeah. there for 40 years. I, and I was at one for 28 years. And I, I, I wear that like as a badge of honor. And some people are like, what, what, why, why did you stay so long? I'm like, well, number one, I was the owner. But I, I just had a passion for it. So 45, if you have a 45-year career, that means every three years you're making a change. 
So turnover is now the new norm. And that's what really, you know, if you're going to have that, at least let's, let's really maximize those first, those three years. Three and years maybe <clears throat> we'll turn those three into six. Make the best out of exactly. it. Exactly. No doubt. So what does yeah. it take to get a, a great customer experience out of a team or a business? Oh, that's really getting harder and harder. I mean, we're consumers too, right? So we know what the positives and negatives are, whether it's our cable company, our credit card company, right? I mean, there's some just really difficult challenges. And 2020 is actually the year that they found study-wise that sh- that um, is going to transfer where your product and your price are no longer the leading indicators about what's going to happen with that customer. It's their experience. They'll pay more for a better experience. Better experience, better value. Yeah. So now we have to retrain, in some cases, our team to help them understand that the customer is number one. I mean, without that thought process, you, what do you do? And I, I totally get that because, you you know, um, I used to really, how do I say, I don't like commercials. <laughs> I, I right? don't. But I've been doing so much training and marketing and advertising and things like that. Now I'm studying. It's like, sure. what is their message? What right. are they trying to say? Is it price? Right. Are they trying to provide an emotional experience? Yep. Yep. You know, what are they What are they saying with that? Yep. And what, what, who are they resonate for? And so I, I, I listen to a commercial with his cars. I'm like, oh, okay, who's their demographic? I think that's <laughs> the one out there with, um, I don't even know the company, but the guy's out there talking about the cars and these little kids are out there and what's the uh, lane response and stuff. Oh, like, sure, yeah. You, you've absolutely. seen that one, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. So I'm like, okay, so yep. they're talking to the parents that can't yep. drive in a lane right. or can't see or stop or they're distracted. Right. And so they don't have someone in front of them. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, just picking up on those things sure. and, and, and knowing that, it's it's really cool. And it's the same thing that I see it now, too, is like, you know, as part of what, you know, what we're doing over at Denali is, you know, is how do we separate ourselves? Sure. And, you know, what is our value? Because quite honestly, I can throw a rock down the block and hit three other realtors. Right. Exactly. You know, so those are the little things that, right. like you said, is, you know, yep. what's that experience like? And well, if for native Milwaukee people that remember Midwest Express. Oh, it's been my favorite. Right? I mean, you'd pay a little bit more, but holy oh cow, goodness. did you get a great experience. That's right? what, when I was in corporate flying around, um, I worked for a software company at the time. I was on there probably a couple times a, a month. Yep. And that was my go-to. Wasn't that awesome? Oh, it yep. was incredible. And you're disappointed when you found out, like, they didn't fly to a certain place. <laughs> right. It was, it was like, like yeah. And then it took away the cookie. But think saying? about that. About 20, 25 minutes before you land, you're sitting there minding your own business, enjoying the experience. And then all of a sudden you're like, boy, what do I, is somebody making cookies? cookies yeah. I mean, no, that was unheard of, right? Yeah. But yet that was their, so that was their signature. So my question is to the listeners is what's your cookie? What do you do that nobody else does? Right. You know, so like at Denali Really, what do you guys do that nobody else does? And if you can't answer that in a real easy, succinct way, then it's like, uh oh, we better go back to the, you know, to the drawing to board barn, and yeah. really figure out what it is that we do that nobody else is doing. Oh, no doubt. And I asked, I asked, there's only a couple of us in there, but I, we, I ask that question all the time. Sure. And it's it's important to constantly keep that in the back of your mind because you got to evolve and change, you know, along with it. <laughs> to the point is like, you know, because people are going to see what you're doing and catch up. Sure. So you yep. got to. Keep evolving and keep Absolutely. dealing with that. And like we, I think we talked a little bit prior to you know um, press and record, is is really finding your niche. Yep. And digging down deep and really narrow. Sure. And I find that that helps out a lot if you can do that. It's scary sometimes because sure. you want to try and help everybody. Right. But if you can find your niche and what you're passionate about, 
it's going to be a lot easier for and, you. And, and unfortunately, though, society isn't going in that direction, right? Because you can get your teeth cleaned and your oil changed at the same place now, right? <laughs> and it's just really awkward because we say we want a niche, but yet we shop these large I want everything retailers in one spot. and I want everything in one spot. Yeah. And so that there's this fight going on. Do I, you know, do I only work in this market or do I do what, you know, the larger successful, I guess, retailers are doing, you know, and that's the hard part is I don't know the answer. I mean, there's successes in both, you know, arenas, but yeah. that's a tough one. It, it is. And it, it's just really tough. I just got to take a moment to thank Exacta. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Check out the corporate organizer CRM and more. Think possibilities. Think Exacta. So what are some of the day-to-day practices that you do sure. that, you know, kind of help you be more successful? Sure. Well, so I learned early on that self-awareness is a huge asset to any business. So I'm certified in using the DISC assessment, certified in EQ, the emotional quotient. So I'm always thinking introspectively for me, and then I'm trying to get other people to think the same way. And so I think about, you know, like it's the zipper merge that we have on the freeway where two cars have to go into one space. You know, those are great places to watch, you know, people's EQ. Right. Right. It's amazing. Some of the things that go on, you know, to the point where it's kind of comical, you know. Oh, no doubt. But I mean, road rage is obviously a bad thing, but it's because of our emotional intelligence. If we don't have that emotional intelligence in business, it's... It's the same thing. You know, salespeople get frustrated. Owners get frustrated. They go emotional. They don't understand their team. So some of the pieces that I use on a regular basis are those types of assessments. I recently, I think within the last, was the last four or five months, I took a DISC assessment. And it was the first time I ever did it. Oh, okay. And it was very, um, it was eye-opening. Sure. But it was a lot of stuff that I kind of expected. It's kind of the stuff where that I thought, you know, where I would be. Sure. Um, and it was really, when you guys do take it, you get a chance to take it, you got to be really honest with yourself. Sure. And, yep. and don't try to answer on how you think you're supposed to answer, but truly answer on yourself. Yeah. That's, they, they've got it now where it's pretty hard. I mean, you yeah. have to you, really, you know, be cognizant really, about, I'm going to screw with this, right? Yeah. But it's, it, and why would you do that, right? I mean, just be real. It's that's, who that's you human are, being, though, right? sometimes. It's like, they're yeah, trying to beat exactly, the system. <laughs> right, exactly. Why you wanna, I want to be yeah, over here exactly. when you're really over here. Yeah, and, and we pretty much can see through that most of the time now. Yeah. There's enough, you know, research done that they have a pretty good feel for where that is. But it's about 94, 95% accurate. So like you said, there's a lot of stuff in there that you you know, but then there's going to be some blind spots that this un- uncovers for you. And the ideal part is having somebody to kind of walk you through that. Because if you want to strengthen your team, that's one of the big chunks of the book is to strengthen your team, you have to know who's on the team. I mean, think about the brewers. I mean, they know intimate details about this guy's arm and this guy's leg and how he can throw. The, they, all they the analytics. All yeah. that, you know, analytic part is so important. But yet when you come and look at a, a, a corporate team, some people don't even know their first name or last name. I mean, how do you possibly have success when you're not very familiar with your team? Oh, yeah, I get that. What, what, what has you fired up, fired up about the future? The assessment world is getting stronger and stronger. So for me, I love seeing people 
take an assessment like you said. I took it for my first time, and it's like, wow, this is some really cool stuff, and it might actually help your future. I mean, we like we have one for sales professionals. And we can tell you out of the six or seven big chunks in sales where you're weakest. So now when I do sales training, I can say, hey, you know, you're struggling with this. And we can hone in on that rather than invest a ton of time not knowing what to talk about. We just kind of laser right in on the problem. So, And then if you sh- share that with your team. Correct. Those, those assessments mm-hmm. and learn where your quadrants are and who you are. Yes. And how you communicate. Right. That helps out a lot, too. Absolutely. I mean, 85% of our success at our job is due to how well we communicate. So imagine if I would have sat down and I sit in here talking to Robert, and imagine if I would have started in a different language. I mean, how long would it have been before you said, Dave, I'm sorry, I'm not really following what you're saying, right? Right. But that goes on every day at work. Every single day, people are talking their own language in, um, in communication. So... And sadly enough, if I'm talking to you and I don't understand you, I just talk the way I think that you want. You have no clue. And I have no clue. That sounds like my wife. (laughs) Uh oh. I didn't realize (laughs) this is a relationship (laughs) show. Wait a minute. Hold on. I got to wait a minute minute. here. (laughs) But I mean, that's and and so true in relationships, right? Because we need, ideally, we want to talk in the language that the, the listener can understand. Sure. And whether it's corporate or at home, those are our primary, you know, successes is when that happens. Very cool. Uh, so where do people go to find your book or, you know, get in contact with sure. you? Sure. Yeah, my, my company name is Positive Polarity. And I really wanted to make sure Positive got in there because I love the positive piece. So it's PositivePolarity.com. Mm-hmm. You can grab a, a copy of the book there. And my email is Dave at PositivePolarity.com. Very cool. Very cool. So this is the part where we have a little bit fun that Uh-oh. we're not having Wait fun already. Wait a minute here now. So this is going to get into a little bit. And then uh, make sure you reach out to Dave and we'll kind of get circle back there here in a few minutes. Sure. So uh, what we do here at this segment, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Have a little bit of fun with that. Perfect. And then, but before you do, we get, I start asking you some questions. You can ask me one question. You can ask me anything you want, and then I'll do my best to come up with a. Anything. I can ask anything I want. Now, wait a minute. Anything you want. That's why I was like, some people was like. So, what would one thing your wife would want to tell your audience? Wow! We talked beforehand. You know what she? You know what she? You know what? You know what she said this morning? Go out there. She goes. She's she's my cheerleader. That's awesome. And she's been supporting me in this podcast and everything I do like that. Um, But you know, she goes out there. um, I take this step a little bit back further. Is like last uh, um, last summer, um, I thought going to get a job was going to solve things. Sure. And I found out that, uh, you know, being on my own for 10 years and being an entrepreneur is sure. that after four months of being at a job, I <laughs> uh, was miserable. Sure. And she saw that. <coughs> and she goes, go do what you love, but go make some money doing it. <laughs> a little caveat there, A little huh? caveat, right? <laughs> so, you know, I had to get my shit together. Yeah. And So you couldn't golf every day, No, huh? I could not. You know, Netflix yeah. and golf was not Didn't working. Work, huh? Not working, wow. you know. So, you know, this this morning she goes, go have a good day. Go make some money for me, baby. Awesome. And, you know, so, but That's she's perfect. also my cheerleader to, sure. to, to, to go out there. So that would be the good. one thing out good. there. So Excellent. That'd be cool. So here's cool. some, um, just some different ones. are just going to do... Um, Oh, let's see here. 
what's something that you could eat for a week straight? Pizza. Awesome. I love it. Uh, is Jimmy Kimmel... Is Jimmy Kimmel funny? No. No. <laughs> I like Sorry, you, Jimmy. I like you, Dave. Sorry, Jimmy. I know you're going to listen to this, but hey, you know what? Sorry about that. Are, are you politically correct? No. Oh, look at this. Should I, I be? No. Okay, good. No. Uh, tomatoes, fruit or vegetable? Veggie. Veggie? The fruit. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't know I was right or wrong. I thought, this, wait a minute here. I'm going to Google these answers. Wait, I'm going to Google these questions then. All right. Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. I'm just going to go down. Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Oh, my gosh. You know who inspires me is in the Old Testament, Job. Read it, find it. He'll inspire you if you don't know him. Okay. Very good. Let's see. How do you feel about cranberries? I love them. Love them. Yep, dried. Dry. Oh, my See, God. I've been, ever been to Cranfest up in Warren, Wisconsin? No, I have not. And I, and I love cranberry. I love cranberry, cranberry juice. Up there. Yep. And have you ever had like a habanero cranberry jelly? I have not. Oh, my God. It's a die for it. See, as soon as I hear habanero, I think too hot. No, it's not. Okay. It's just got the it's got a great, diet down. Yeah, it's Excellent. got a nice flavor to that. So Good deal. Dave, I appreciate you being on the first podcast. I learned a lot about Good, you. For sure. Uh, any last thoughts or requests from the audience? The big request is to think about being engaged at work. Show up for two reasons, to improve yourself and to improve your company. Very awesome. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys take this online. You can find Local First Podcast on all the different social media platforms. Make sure you reach out to Dave and find out more about his book. Let's see what we've got here. Make sure I mess, don't mess this up. Growing on a Purpose, the formula to strengthen your team and improve your customer experience. And check out his services online. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Thank you.